Let's imagine that you're delivering a training program or consulting on some learning and development project. Um, your clients feel that the program's over and feel that their part is done, their job is done. You've, you know, you've had my people in your training room for X number of days. Now, what more do you want from me? But actually, from your perspective and from my perspective, there is a lot more that we want and need from our clients, even after training's done. The training or workshop uh, is over, but the work is not yet done. We now need to gather information to show that we've added value. And you need to leverage the success metrics which come from these post-training or post-engagement conversations to help your brand to capture the value. Because when you can turn client success into a story, you can use it to develop more business opportunities with that same client, maybe other departments in that business, but also leverage it to attract new clients outside of that business. So today, I want to explain to you and bringing my experience into this, how to leverage client success stories. And to do this, we're going to break this into three parts. One, clarify, two, capture, and three, communicate. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark. If you're someone just like me, someone who works for uh, the love of learning and development, training, consulting, coaching, and you have your own clients or indirect clients, then this is the show for you because every Thursday without fail, either I have a guest on the show or it's just you and I where we talk about the kinds of things that will help to cement your success as a trainer, as a consultant, as a coach. And it's what I do. I work specifically with sales teams, but this podcast is all about helping people wherever you are in the world of learning and development. And why it's called the Training Business Podcast is because although there are many other podcasts that focus on things like adult learning theory and um, you know consulting styles, etc., this is all about the business of consulting, the business of training, and this is what I do. And it's it's a privilege to share this kind of episode with you. And if you have other ideas for the kinds of episodes that you th think would add value to what you do and what I do, then please drop me a line. My email is mark at trainingbusiness.com. And of course, you can check out all episodes of the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. And you'll also find episodes every single Thursday over on trainingbusiness.com. Now, before the music, I said that we're going to break today into three parts. And the reason we're doing this is that I've learned in the past that if I don't clarify upfront with clients that I want them to help me and I can help them by in doing some kind of post-engagement uh, work with them, I don't get those metrics captured, and then I'm not able to show value to other clients. And this is a problem. So if you're imagining this as you're hearing what I'm saying, think of a recent project you've worked on. Did you leave it till the end to ask for testimonials, case studies, metrics to 
capture that return on investment or value add that you delivered? Or did you uh, tell your clients up front that you would be working with them throughout this training or consulting project and asking them questions to capture those success metrics during the project? I've done both, and I can tell you it's far easier to do it during than leaving it till the end. Because when you go cap in hand and ask people for their time, once the training's over, perhaps they haven't got time or they're making excuses as to why they can't find the time. So it's always much easier to be very clear upfront about the need to capture success metrics. And this could take the form of testimonials, maybe videos, uh, some kind of survey, etc. But we'll come to that today. So three parts, one, clarify, two, capture, and three, communicate. Clarify, number one, this is all about agreeing um, during the project that there will be some kind of end of project retrospective. So I might say to my prospect or my client, I should say, that during this program, I'll be checking in with you to measure these key performance objectives. Okay, I'll be running a survey uh, at month one or week two of this program. And the reason I do this, this is that they're not then unexpected. People know that I'll be coming to them with uh, key questions. I'll be running a survey. I'll be, um, you know, conducting some kind of focus group and not leaving everything to the end. And often when we leave things to the end, it looks like we're asking for a favor. Okay, it's easy to say no to you. Um, if uh, you've uh, delivered the work and then come to me with extra requests. So what I've learned to do is to make this part of my consulting process. I explain up front that in parallel with the training, we'll be carrying out these activities. And these are stages which are inherent and part and parcel of the training engagement process. So I'm also focusing on ways to show them how working with me, cooperating with me, will actually add value to them. And this is key because everyone does things for their own reasons. So I can show them how helping me to capture feedback, metrics, testimonials, etc., will actually help prove return on investment. And this is key. Whereas if I leave it till the end and then ask people for things, it looks like I haven't forgo- I've forgotten them and now I'm thinking of what I can do extra and this comes across like I'm asking for a favor. So always make this part of your process. You're a trainer, explain to people that your training consulting engagement um, has these stages, involves these key activities, and at some point you'll be asking for them to help you in particular areas and the payback for them is X or Y. Is that clear? So clarify this stuff so it's part and parcel of your client engagement process. And I worked on a six-month management training program recently, and we had agreed with the project sponsor in advance that we would, at agreed times and agreed dates, running these surveys, focus groups, questionnaires, and we gave people guidance, guidelines in advance and we got them to schedule these meetings in advance. So they were scheduling the training, they were scheduling the uh, meetings with my team and I, and therefore they were treated like any other meeting. There was no chasing people after the fact, no cajoling people once the training had been done. So it's always get, uh, good to get this buy-in up front before the training starts, okay? But 
keeping this in mind, I've also in the past worked on projects where um, of a shorter duration, um, I've been focused on the training and I've neglected getting people's cooperation in, in advance. So when I then go to them to get feedback, go to them to give me a testimonial or some kind of um, you know metrics, they haven't got the time. So I've learned to make this part and parcel of how we do business. This is how we engage with you. We will be carrying out these uh, activities pre-training, during training, after training. And it's always best to get their buy-in in advance of training and not doing it at the end. And I've learned that the hard way. So a couple of questions for you today. Ask yourself, who needs to be involved in the training program, the consulting program, and what do I need from them? Not just during the training, but before and afterwards. Department heads, learners, their line managers, etc. Two, which questions, objections, excuses may they have? And how will I address them? People may not say or may not see a reason to work with me and capturing metrics. They may feel it's my job, but I actually need them to help me to do this. So I will clarify why it's in their interest. And this is the third thing. Third question, how can I position this as something valuable that's actually really part of the training process and also gives them something personal in return? And that's a great question. How can I actually make this something valuable? So if I want someone to give me their time to help me capture the feedback from department heads, learners, managers, etc., what's in it for them? What is the value add for them? The second thing today now, part two, is to capture. So we've clarified that you're going to proactively engage with your stakeholders in advance, during, and after your training or learning and development or consulting, coaching, facilitation, engagement. And then when it comes to the actual middle bit, during the training or coaching, you're going to be setting about capturing those key metrics through interviews, testimonials. And I find it's best to do this during the engagement, again, not leaving everything till the end. So thinking of a couple of key questions to give you here to ask yourself, one, what do I need to capture? Are there videos? Are there written documents to fill? Are there metrics to be gathered? Are there statistics to be you know, found out and, and quantified? But keep it simple. We're not going to ask everyone to give us massive amounts of information. From your perspective, you want just enough information to show that what you're doing is delivering value such that you can then use this to attract more clients or more business from the same client. Second question, which prep or preparation do I have to do now? Surveys, questionnaires, booking meetings, phone calls, Zoom calls, um, team, Microsoft Teams meeting calls, etc. And get them scheduled before the training starts. So you can actually then run those surveys, run those meetings in parallel with the training. And question three, what is going to work best for each stakeholder? Maybe some of these conversations are face-to-face, -face, some are perhaps phone calls, others are something like Teams or um, Zoom or something else. Okay, part three then, having captured this information from various stakeholders in whichever form it may take, we now want to communicate. So this last part, we've had clarify, 
capture. Part three now is to communicate. And this means taking this client success information and maybe analyzing it because you might get reams of data, but all of it may not be helpful. So you have to spend some time figuring out which information or parts of this information is actually leverageable, if there's such a word. What can you actually do with this and what form should this take? So, for example, you may want to build a case study and communicate this to your market on LinkedIn or on your website so you can attract more quality clients. So a couple of questions for you here. One, which are the key outcomes that communicate value to clients like these? And when I'm thinking of anything to do with communication, I think of the power of three Three is a great number. It's brain-friendly, and it's easy to remember. So when you're giving, let's say, uh, key points from a successful client engagement, focus on the number three in the order one, three, two, because from psychology, we know that people's brains tend to focus on the first thing, the last thing, and then they sometimes confuse the middle bits. So the more takeaways, the more key points, the more Uh, key metrics you give people, the more confused they become. So give them no more than three things in the order. One, most important. The last thing is the next most important. And everything else, point three, et cetera, is in the middle. The second question is, what is the best channel to communicate this? And again, thinking of me, if I'm capturing metrics, I think of how I can use this in, say, a tweet or a lead magnet, which can be downloaded from a website or something I can attach an email as a brochure, or something I can use to create a case study, which could include embedded videos, a whole bunch of ways we can do this. But we're looking to decipher this information which we've captured so we can communicate it in a way that makes sense to other stakeholders in this client company or in other companies like this company. So for example, if you're working with, let's say, hospitality client, you want to attract maybe more hospitality clients, maybe Marriott Hotels is one of your clients. And this is a niche and you could use this to work with Accor Hotels or Hilton or uh, Meridian, you know, lots of businesses out there with multiple companies in their niche. So think of the ways that you can get metrics that matter to that vertical, that industry and build case studies, lead magnets, some kind of content that you can communicate to them online, offline, etc. So in summary today, once your training project is over, uh, the training training consulting work is just not done yet from your perspective. You've delivered the training, you've coached, you've consulted, facilitated, etc. But you still need to capture information which can be used. And If you can leverage this customer success, this becomes really powerful in helping to persuade other clients, either in the same business, other departments, or other clients in other businesses. And we do this by clarifying with stakeholders and clarify that there's something in it for them to work with us to capture this information as a value add to them not just to us. And once we've captured this relevant data and figured out how to communicate this, we then communicate it to attract more business and more clients. So there are my thoughts today on the subject of how you can and should leverage client success. If we build these into stories 
and focus on three, no more than three compelling points, whether it's an email, whether it's a video, whether it's some kind of case study, lead magnet, PDF, etc., it becomes very, very powerful. There is little point in just delivering training and then wrapping up. We need to do a really good job in our world as consultants and figuring out how to, during the process, get the buy-in of stakeholders and help them to help us to communicate value, not just to them, but also to other prospects, because this, of course, is what helps us to attract more business. There is a fresh episode of the podcast next week. Please tune in again next Thursday. And of course, tell other people about the podcast, uh, whether it's someone who listens on Spotify or Apple or Stitcher or iHeartRadio. There are many platforms out there, but you'll find without fail episodes of this podcast, past, present, and future on your podcast platform of choice. And of course, all episodes are accessible over at trainingbusiness.com. Until next Thursday, when I know you'll be back for more, keep writing to me, please, mark at trainingbusiness.com. Until next week, look after yourself. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.